Welcome to Tart Club. Turgid Tomes is a wanton book club where we get together every other Wednesday to eat, drink, and discuss the latest romantical read. If you happened upon this podcast and don't like the F word or boners, now's your chance to GTFO. This is your official explicit content warning. This podcast is highly inappropriate and listener discretion is advised. We can't go through an interaction without me showing you a picture of one of the cats. So I'm here for it. I like Whatever. cats. I don't have any. I live vicariously through all of my my friends who own them instead. Greetings, fellow tarts. Ashley here, head hussy in charge, and we are wrapping up our smutmas theme with the Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood, and we have Lisa back with us to discuss. Hi, Lisa. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm be real for a second. Okay. I read this book like a month ago. <laughs> so I might not remember a lot. I was, I was going through all my notes and everything. And I was trying to skim and refresh myself. But I'm kind of like, yeah. <laughs> I read this book a week ago. Like I actually finished it like cuz yeah. I also had to read my book club book. So I finished this on Sunday. And thank God I took some notes on my phone because I honestly don't remember <laughs> half of what happened and I tried to be very like intentional in listening. But like this book just That's okay. Okay. You don't remember the book? I don't remember the book. We'll see what this might be a really short podcast. 30 minutes. 30 30 minutes minutes or less. I love it. I love it. (laughs) I like your little, I like your Christmas tree set up behind you. So this is, uh, it's a food tree. So all the ornaments on it are food. Like like there's a Linzer tart and a cupcake. Uh, Oh, that's my little garlic bulb. Right oh my god it's so cute and my coffee so Derek and I what happened I bought a Christmas tree and I thought it was bigger than it was so it's actually kind of <laughs> small so it fits in my little coffee nook and we just started buying ornaments of foods that we both like and it has become our food tree we have four Christmas trees in our house what <laughs> yeah I added another one this year with all my running medals and stuff on it Oh, that's so, awesome. I want to so we, I will send you one. We have our Christmas tree that has ornaments that we collect from places that we travel to. Then we have our food tree. Then Derek has a little rock tree that he puts all his rocks and stuff on. And now I have a running tree that I put all my race medals on as ornaments. So, you know. I love this. Every year there's a new tree in my house. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. So... We're recording this before Christmas, Mm -hmm. but it releases after, so New Year's. Do you have any resolutions? Oh my God. I'm one of those people. (laughs) Sorry, your face. (laughs) I set like 20 unrealistic resolutions for myself and fail all of them within the first week of January. That's my MO. Every year I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And within the first week of January, I've already like fallen off the wagon of all of these things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's just go big and let's just go for it. I would like to save some money this year. I've got a couple of trips planned that I would like to enjoy and not be stressed out about like scraping the money together for them. I'd like to have a cushion. What about you? Do you have any uh, New Year's resolutions? Um, so I had this closet organizer that I bought off Amazon. It was working really well. Because mm-hmm. I, just, I, I just have way too many clothes. I go through and I will periodically <laughs> donate items. I do it a few times a year and I still yeah. manage to accumulate way too many clothes. Oh. I, I don't know why my ass isn't going anywhere. It's not like I'm dressing <laughs> up. You're, you're prepared for anything um it's like those cloth like cube dividers okay and one side of it ripped oh i was looking at closet organizers which are hundreds and hundreds of dollars which is it's particle board fuck you yeah um i am going to thrift around it's gonna be a whole closet makeover i basically Ooh. just want to go through and just get rid of a bunch of shit 
Are you going to do like a before and after for your closet? Yes. Yay. I can't wait to see. I'm so excited. You can send Um, me updates. Yeah. Okay. Shit. We got to talk about this book. We don't remember. (laughs) Fine. It's fine. This will be real quick. All right. Okay. Uh, Obviously, clearly this is not as smutty as the previous Smutmas book. Court of the Vampire Queen, which was just nonstop dicks in your face oh, constantly. Really? 100%. Oh. So you're ending the year on a very tame uh tame calm book. I guess so. Calm it down. So this book has it's shown up on smutty lists and whatnot, even though there's only, you know, like one sex scene in it. The audiobook that I listened to had a bonus chapter and therein lied all the sex. Did your book have a bonus chapter? I did not actually. The one you read didn't have a bonus chapter? No. No, I don't think this one does either. Son of a bitch, I've been cheating. Well, All right. Maybe I can so, play you some of the um, oh no, audio book chapter. Please it's please got all the sex. So I think that is the, um, that's an extra chapter. It's Adam's point of view. There yes. is there is a sex scene in the og book there is yeah it's chapter 16 what happened they they have sex where (laughs) when is this in the story did i miss this chapter please stop it no i don't remember them ever having sex no sex was described in my book chapter 16 yeah where did they have sex at? In the hotel. Did I just like glaze over the sex chapter? You missed the sex chapter. How did I miss the sex chapter? Lisa, you're- I mean, okay, now I've got to pull up chapter 16. Oh my God. Chapter 16. Yeah. That, that had sex in that chapter? Oh yeah, no. Yeah, it's kind of graphic. I missed it. <laughs> I don't know. I honest to God was like, there was no sex in this book. And then I listened to Adam's chapter. I'm like, oh, that's the sex. Okay. <laughs> Weird that it's after. I don't know what happened to me. I don't know. I don't know what I did. I'm so sorry. Were, I you, just, were you just reading it? Like, Ashley must be confused. <laughs> There's no sex in this book. Um, did it give you flashbacks to Bridget Jones when we thought we missed the sex scene, but it wasn't yeah. in there? <laughs> There was no sex scene. I thought this was again another Bridget Jones. Like sex goddess. When did she become sex god? When did you have sex? What happened? So this podcast is going to be very boring because I'm not even going to talk about the sex. (laughs) Okay, so we already talked about Christmas and stuff. You've got book club coming up. What book did you read for book club? Um, How high we go in the dark. Um, Mm -hmm. There's like a worldwide pandemic. Um, there's an Arctic plague. So it starts in Siberia and then it, it, um, it's like little mini sods of different people all over the country and how they're experiencing things that are happening in this plague throughout time. You know, just read the most fucked up book you can find for Christmas spirit, you know? (laughs) Yes, exactly. And join a book club. It's good for the soul. Speaking of holidays, let's get into drinks. Okay. All right. What drink did you choose to go with this book? Because Olive loved pumpkin spice sugary everything. Mm-hmm. I made, um, so in my little snowman mug, yeah. um, I did decaf coffee because it's late at night yeah. and I want to sleep at some point. So I did decaf coffee with um, pumpkin spice creamer. And I did add a little Bailey's and some whipped cream on top. So I made like a, a decaf coffee concoction a la olive. It so sounds good. It's very tasty. It's a Lisa original. I mean, I guess. It's like a very generic pumpkin spice coffee, basically. All right, we have to name it. We have to oh name it. Oh my God. All right, I'm going to let you name it because I'm not good at that. Olive's Christmas Delight. There you go. <laughs> Nailed it. All of this Christmas delight. Better um, trademark that shit. TM. TM. So what are you drinking? This book was just very sweet and wholesome. Mm-hmm. So I went with hot chocolate. Oh, nice. Okay. 
Um, Sounds like something Olive would make Adam buy her at a coffee shop. Absolutely. (laughs) And then what he would also have to buy her at a coffee shop are the seasonal white fudge oreos of course that is the snack oh you know wholesome sweet cocoa and cookies cute uh so cute and then i was like basic like this basic book (laughs) (laughs) this basic bitch oh my god seriously there's nothing wrong with being basic whatever what let people (sighs) let people like what they like in regards to beverages and listen yeah of course Let's talk a little bit about the author, Allie Hazelwood. She writes contemporary rom-com novels about women in STEM and academia. Is it academia? Academia. I think it's academia. Academia. I'm thinking macadamia nuts. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right. She loves cats. <laughs> Me too. Whoop, whoop. Nutella and side ponytails. She is also currently learning to crochet. Ah. That's a me. That's you and Danny. I'll take that one. My team. I I remember so many nights Danny crocheting things at bars. (laughs) She was always doing her homework or crocheting something at the bar. Sounds sounds like Danny. (laughs) Yes. Multitask. Mm -hmm. So as you can tell, she's a super busy gal with an intense and exciting life. (laughs) I mean, I think crocheting is pretty intense. I mean, it can get intense. You miss yeah. a stitch and like your whole thing goes sideways. It's like you really got to pay attention. Yeah. Let's get into the Brace book report. Lisa, why do you look like that? <laughs> what, what is this face? Ashley, what's up? I'm so ready. I'm so <laughs> <Okay>. ready. <laughs> uh, how would you summarize this book? my general feeling about this book is that it's more predictable than your period. It's like, if you want to read something that's more predictable than your period, read this book. That is, that, that's how I would sell it to anybody. I nearly spewed wine all over my keyboard. Well, I'm glad you didn't. That would have been good, but that makes me feel good that it's so funny. Uh, I mean, and like this, story has so many twists like how okay here's what I wrote it really doesn't even scratch the surface (laughs) I kept it simple I really did a third year PhD student kisses a random guy to prove to her friend that she's over another guy then the random guy turns out to be hot but hated professor they agree to fake date for both of their benefit what follows is a series of more poor choices and all of digging herself a very big hole the end <laughs> and then it's all wrapped up nicely with a bow at the end yeah so I'm accurate that's, that's it. you know there's a whole lot more that goes on but that's scratching the, the surface yeah fake dating there you go that's all you fake gotta dating, say am i right fake dating <laughs> it's on the rage all the cool kids are doing it now it's like my fave trope yeah all right all what right. about you <laughs> let's hear you always write really good summaries they're always no, very I don't. Like, Yes, they are. They're clever. I love them. What did you say about uh, Kalamata Olive over there? Kalamata. Nerd <laughs> girl meets geek man. True love and science and academia. And that's like the short version. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like a slightly longer version. Okay, let's hear the slightly longer version. Olive, and it's literally the same as yours. Olive randomly kisses Adam to convince her bestie to date her ex and ends up with a fake boyfriend on top of struggling through school. You nailed it. It's perfect. (laughs) It's so good. I mean, that's basically the premise. That's how it all starts. I think it's great that both of us mention she kisses a guy to prove she's over another guy. (laughs) I mean, I had to like re-listen to that a few times because all of a sudden I'm like, what's happening here it's like and i feel like this happened in a movie didn't this happen in a movie so i will find it several early aughts or 90s rom-coms yeah yes (laughs) and like this one at least mentions consent but still fails miserably because she's she's like i asked you and he's like i didn't really answer before your face was on my face he's just dumb and if and if that guy (laughs) so dumb (laughs) she's so dumb (laughs) 
how is this girl a PhD student? Let's just start right? it. She's so dumb. So all she had to do was say, my date canceled. It finished early, so I came to the lab. You didn't have to kiss a guy so your friend sees you kissing a guy. So she's like, oh, she must be over her ex because she's kissing a guy. It's like, there's so many other things you could have said. So it many. felt very high school. Mm-hmm. And she's supposed to be 30, but okay. Um, mm -hmm. Let's get into quotes. Were there any you liked? I had one quote on my phone, but I was talked to texting it and it doesn't make sense. So I'm not going to say it because I, I cannot figure out for the life of me what I was trying to say that they said. So Lisa's you'll never know about that talk one. to text. You know, I got some real bangers in there. Me and Siri. <laughs> oh, gosh. The first one that I liked after Malcolm drops the bomb on on that by the way they're fake dating but olive has feelings blah 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 it was all a lie mm -hmm. and Aunt's like realizing that everybody knew but her she's like this is not real life this is a hallmark movie or a poorly written young adult novel and it's like this basically describes what i'm reading so it felt very meta to me um <laughs> in the sense that she's describing the book that she's in and then there was a a line in there that i really thought was written actually kind of well and um it was when adam overheard olive talking to malcolm about how she had caught feelings for him but of course she's like oh no i have feelings for someone else like it's not about you <laughs> they both so dumb and anyway this the thing goes the lie rolled off her tongue like a mudslide unpredictable quick and bound to leave a huge mess behind and i was like that's a That's nice a little one. line. That's a, That's good, a good one. one. Yeah. And then my favorite line, and one that I think I will take with me into the rest of my life, was her uh, professor, her advisor's advice to her, carry yourself with the confidence of a mediocre white man. And I was like, huh, that's pretty solid advice for all women. Like, I'll take it. I have come across that near exact quote in two or three books now, and oh, I repeat it you? every time. Yes. What quotes do you have? How are you? Good. Fine. I mean, I wish I were dead, but aside from that. Very on brand for me. Yeah. <laughs> like my people. <laughs> like, okay, I know. Who said that one? I think it was that Olive. Um, I think it was Olive. Olive. This is after Olive kisses Adam when she okay. before she realized um well, it's after they kissed, and then she's thinking to herself, she's not sure if he's single or not. All right. So she's okay. thinking, God, she had forced a married man, a father, to kiss her. Now people thought that he was having an affair. His wife was probably crying into her pillow. His kids will grow up with horrible daddy issues and become serial killers. <laughs> okay, Olive. <laughs> Slow down. Don't give yourself so much credit. Calm it down. <laughs> That's funny. I don't remember that line either. Was that in chapter 16 also? Everything. Everything, everything in chapter 16. I, was I sleeping during chapter? I must have been asleep during that chapter. I don't know. <laughs> that was a um, good one though. What was your favorite part? Wait, let me guess. Chapter 16. Oh yeah. <laughs> so good. I read it twice. Oh my God. I can't believe it. So I just, I can't believe it. <laughs> um, my favorite part. I think I did enjoy at least the banter between mm -hmm. Olive and Adam when they would have like the conversations in the coffee, the coffee shop or even in the lab or whatever. Like I liked sort of the friendship. Like they really, I really do think that they became friends, but it was very much this like love hate for a while. Like, and you could kind of tell they got under each other's skin. So there was a little bit of like tension. I did enjoy that. Yeah. The banter between the two of them. That's probably, that'll, that's what I liked. What about <laughs> you? What did you like? What was your favorite, favorite part? This relates to the quote about her kissing a married man and then just spiraling. Um, mm -hmm. Olive has what I like to call disaster slash worst case scenario brain. Mm. Like me yeah so i can definitely relate i thought it was really funny i was like i i would think things like this yes yes also just the whole title nine complaint oh yeah 
she sits in his lap and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, she's like, more material for my Title IX complaint. <laughs> Callback joke. Yeah, they did book. it several times. Like, even, like, at the end, I think they did it again. Like, it's happened multiple times. It's funny. Yeah. Least favorite part? I I hated how predictable it was. I don't mind if there's a few things that are predictable like you know if it had just been like a few little things but it 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 wasn't like maybe you know it just it was like too perfectly like oh she kissed this guy who everybody hates and he just happens to agree to fake date her and it just happens that he's the guy from the bathroom all those years ago and this happens that like she's on working towards this one thing because she's got this sad story about her mom dying and then it just happens that the guy who's supposed to give her the thing ends up to be a dick and it just happens that this happens it just everything just felt like everything that happened I was like I knew this was gonna happen I would have loved for there have been one one thing that caught me off guard just one thing like even you know Malcolm and Holden ending up together it's like it's too too quinky dinky like too too much so yeah but what was what was your least favorite part so this is kind of a little thing um her friend on whom got her into this mess to begin with because she needed to prove to on that she didn't like her ex anymore so that they could date with her blessing yeah so i really didn't care for the way on was always forcing pda yeah yeah on on olive and adam it was very uncomfortable for me but also that's not cool you're supposed to be her friend you understand she obviously knew and understood that pda was uncomfortable for olive and obviously with you know adam's reputation of being a grouch ass like he probably wouldn't be into it either and yeah since it was such an awkward relationship because many people didn't like him why would you constantly force your friend to be showing public displays of affection with him in front of mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. i really didn't like that and also she just let said ex-boyfriend her olive's ex her current boyfriend go and blab his mouth to everybody about adam and olive dating yeah i was like that bitch is not loyal at all like why would that be ride or die no okay here Uh here's the thing she told on about dating adam you know she had to save face Mm -hmm. so that's the fake dating that's where that's how that all ended up happening right so to be fair on wouldn't have you know she wouldn't have understood that it was you know a secret but you know he's not well liked that relationship won't be well received so why would you like it makes sense that she would tell her boyfriend that's fine but why wouldn't you just tell him to be quiet about it Mm -hmm. like hey just don't say anything you know i don't want people giving her a hard time right none of that was happening he just ran and blabbed his whole mouth and that and then olive was taking all this heat for it oh my god and that one guy that other student that basically was going off on her and it's like, I'm sorry you, your wife or who you or whoever got a bad grade, but that's not Olive's problem. Yeah, that was my first, like, what the fuck until, like, the big, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm like, oh, that's the small potatoes now. But, like, yeah, he basically threw a tempered tantrum because Adam failed him and blamed it all on Olive. And how could you like somebody who's this awful? And, like, I mean she knew like he's not like it's different it's not like he was just blatantly mean to him he was doing his job as a professor just because you didn't you got mad because he wasn't letting you take the easy a yeah exactly like that whole thing yeah that i hated that too i didn't like that on was doing that it made reading it it made me irritated and uncomfortable i couldn't imagine just no she's like yeah she's like you should, oh, is that him down there? And he just helped push a car out of the way. 
you should leave this building and run down there to where he is. Just pop up and ask for a kiss because why not? That's so fucking weird. It's so uncomfortable. Like if you said, Lisa, Derek's over there. You should go give him a kiss. Like what the fuck am I going to go? I'm happy right where I am. Like I'll kiss him when I see him later today. Like I don't need to go kiss him right now. Or like he's fine. (laughs) The sunscreen, like go put sunscreen on him. Like I just, oh yeah, I guess uh, we should give examples of like the weird, creepy shit. Yeah, Bob was suggesting it um, happened like three or four times. So there was the lap sitting in the assembly, yes. which, mind you, this was this was like a like a talk, like some mm-hmm. type of school assembly. It was on campus. He's a yep. professor at that campus, or some mm-hmm. type of professor, or whatever. She's a student there, and while yes, their their relationship is legal, like mm-hmm. it's within the it's parameters the of the school. Yeah it's still frowned upon and that's another thing like their relationship is kind of slightly frowned upon within the school so Mm -hmm. why would you want to draw why would you want all of drawing attention to it yeah so they were at this assembly and it was really packed and on just tells all oh could you just sit on your boyfriend's lap so i can have more space to stand Mm, i wanted a smacker so i felt that's very high school. Like you said, yeah. it felt very high school. And then um, the sunscreen thing, they were at a, com- like, a, was it a school? Yeah, it was like a school picnic or something. This is the school or like this, that department, Faculty? like the science labs picnic, yeah. some sort of picnic. It was something tied Professors to were there. Yeah, Professors a, and students. So it's another school event. Mm-hmm. And you tell her to go put sunscreen on him in front of everybody. That's weird. Yeah. The fuck? Also, he's a grown ass man and he probably already put sunscreen on and or if he wants sunscreen, he will ask her for it or ask someone to do it or throw a shirt on. Now, here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. She was totally doing it so that it would be a PDA moment. Yeah. It's really inappropriate. Like, stop. It's almost like Ons trying to set her up for failure hmm yeah like you know that makes your friend uncomfortable and if it, it's one thing to you know for sometimes people need to be forced out of their comfort zones don't get me wrong but who are you to decide yeah. that a and b why the fuck do you keep doing this at campus events and yeah. on campus and she just needs to respect like if they are not a pda that is for them to decide how they want to be in public as a couple and you need to respect yeah. that that's how they want to be in their relationship. And of course, like your opinions or views or the way that you think they should be doing it. Like, go fuck off on. Just be with your guy and just like mind your own fucking business. Worry about your own damn relationship. I couldn't stand it. It was it was yeah. making me dislike her a lot. I was yeah. like, okay, this bitch. <laughs> that was a good like least favorite because yeah. that also made me very uncomfortable in the book as well. Yeah, it's like, this is supposed to be your best friend. She went and did all this shit. She bent over backwards so her best friend could date her ex. Mm-hmm. And this is how you repay that? By purposely putting her in situations that, you know, make her uncomfortable so you can laugh? Mm-hmm. Like, fuck you. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Speaking of, what the fuck moments? What were yours? Um. Well, I only had one. And it was Tom's sexual harassment. You know, part of the premise of this is Olive's professor, like supportive professor is retiring and she needs someone else to fund her research. And Olive is trying to work on ways to early identify um, pancreatic cancer, pancreatic cancer before it gets to the very bad stages because her mother died of pancreatic cancer. So she reaches out to this other professor at Harvard and he agrees to come and hear, you know, her pitch. And so he, he comes to meet her and lo and behold, it's Adam's friend um, from college. And so he agrees to um, bring Olive to Harvard to help her keep doing her research um, for the pancreatic cancer And she had to write up this whole big report for him, like with all her, like the way she tested all her methods, everything and all that. And then, so she got tapped to speak on a panel with some other professors. And so after the talk is over again, another predictability thing, of course, her and Adam's talks are at the same time. So they can't see each other's whatever. It was just too much. 
so after her talk and everybody's left and she's like getting her stuff to leave the room, Tom comes in and like comes real close, gets all handsy with her, like goes in for a kiss when she pushes him away and he's like, oh, what? This is what it's going to be like. He's like, I know that you fucked Adam to get ahead and you're just going to do the same with me when we get there. Why do you think I picked you? Like so inappropriate. So my skin was crawling. It was so uncomfortable. And he like this poor girl who had an issue with public speaking, did everything she could to get through that. And now that's over. And now here's the guy who she thinks is going to be like a mentor and help her and continue her research. And now he's like, oh, like he's skeevy and gross and is just going to manipulate her to get sexual advances. There's nothing she can do about it. Yeah. Because if she decides not to go to the program, he's just going to steal her research and do it anyway because she told him everything in that report. And so she might as well just stay and like, who's going to believe her? Like just this went on for a good like 10 minutes almost that he like basically attacked her and she finally like got out of there and left the room. But like when this is how I'm like, what the, like I knew the guy wasn't great because Holden had his reservations. Yeah. So I knew there was something up with him, but just how bad it was. Oh, I hated that part. That was such a huge what the fuck for me. I'm like, what? What? I mean, what? it makes it, it makes him a really good villain, if not basic. Yeah. You know, it's pretty, yeah. pretty basic. Mm. Unfortunately, it's a pretty basic man right mm. there. So that was my what the fuck was that whole that whole scene, that whole situation. It was disgusting. He obviously mm-hmm. knows. If she's dating your friend, like they're dating, they're not just talking, they're dating. Right. It's a full on relationship. Right. And you're talking about, oh yeah, you fucked him, you're gonna fuck me too. You know damn well they're dating and she did not fuck him for her position. Mm -hmm. And you're, you just have weird insecurity issues and tiny PP energy and you Mm -hmm. feel like you need to get one up on Adam. It's really what this is about. Exactly. Yeah. Get over it. I know. And I hated how he made her feel. I really do hate that, like, she felt so trapped. Like, she was screwed. Like, she couldn't tell. And it's like, girl. But also, when he he took it a step further and Mm. literally made some snide comment about, oh, you have this great sob story about your dead mom. Yeah, I mean, oh. I was like, I hope you die a slow, excruciating death, you piece of shit. Yeah, I was so mad. Oh my gosh, it was awful. What was your Um, what the fuck moment? Another little thing. (laughs) (sighs) Throughout the book, it talks about how essentially Olive is so busy, she forgets or never has time to eat. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that really bothered me and made me, I literally was like, wait, what the fuck? Are you serious? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's when they're in the break room at school. Olive and Adam are in the break room. Mm-hmm. she's at the vending machine mm-hmm. she wants to get these salt and vinegar chips they don't have them well lo and behold adam is sitting on the couch <laughs> like a creep in the dark <laughs> <laughs> um just chilling out in the dark being all creepy uh he ha- he got the last bag of the chips mm-hmm. so she goes ahead and gets some things out of the vending machine and sits with him and she eats a few chips um because he already started eating them so it's like a partial bag of chips and then she got a twix after they have that whole chat and interaction they get interrupted by somebody you know and they go to leave olive makes some type of oh i ate too much comment what the fuck are you for real like that's disgusting please don't please don't promote that kind of behavior right and i get now don't get me wrong like if it were just if it were just to be like hey we eat quick not a lot we're so busy blah 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 that makes sense that would make sense because it is something you actively forget to eat when you're busy or you're doing something sometimes and that's fine but don't it just felt i just felt like it was being glamorized gotcha and especially when she made the comment, oh, I ate too much. I ate a tiny yeah. candy bar and like a handful of potato chips. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. You're fucking up your metabolism. Yeah. Moving on from all that. 
did you notice any red flags? Here's a red flag. If you have to kiss a random guy to convince your best friend that you're over your ex that you didn't even date for that long so that she will date them, then maybe you're not as good of friends as you thought you were. Yeah. Like even in high school, like I remember like I was, I was, you know, kind of interested in this guy, but then I decided I wasn't interested in him anymore. And then my other friend ended up dating him for a really long time, like the rest of high school. And it yeah. didn't bother me at all. I, when she started dating him, I wasn't upset about it because we really didn't have to establish too much. And I didn't have to go kiss another guy to prove to my friend that I wasn't into him anymore so she could have him. Like, you know, like it's very just, childish. It's so <laughs> immature. It's even more immature than high school. But like, that's a red flag. What about you? Do you have any? He agrees to fake dating. <laughs> it's a trap. It is a trap every time. Every time. Mm. Not just that, but I'm all, I'm, you're not going to be aware of this because your mind blocked out chapter 16. <laughs> um, but I can't believe it. Okay. So in the sex scene, uh huh. So I believe they're, there is no protection right okay. or, she had, or i think she's on birth control or something or okay they said that in the other in his chapter too she's like it's okay i'm on birth control I'm like, not can i come in you absolutely fucking not never no. get out bitch no no in this economy, in this political climate get the fuck out of there you never come inside oh my god listen i was they must have also said that and i did remember that and i feel like that was in his chapter as well i think Maybe his chapter this, might be the sex the scene same, from his point of view yes and so it makes sense that it was covered in there as well because i do distinctly remember her Saying she was on birth control, but that it was still okay for him to come inside of her because no, they didn't have a condom. And I'm no. like, no, that's not okay. Never not have with, I ever. Uh, not with Roe v. Wade overturned, buddy. <laughs> Even before that. No, no, no. I'm not going to take that chance. So. Absolutely not. But I see now I will. I'm not shaming anyone. I'm not shaming anyone. That That's their thing. Cool. Whatever. Me personally, I am fucking paranoid about that shit. So no, never, absolutely not get out and stay out. Yeah, same, 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 same. I mean, to each their own. And, you know, I'm sure lots of people do it and it's fine. And they're, and that's, if that's what they're comfortable with. Me personally, no. Um, no, thank you. No, thank you. That is a huge ass red flag to me. If a guy's mm. like, oh, can I come in? Please leave. You know. Please leave. <laughs> Is there something to be learned from this book that applies to daily life? Maybe don't have really important fucking conversations in the public where anyone can walk by and hear what you have to say. This happens more than once in this book. And I have examples. When Olive was telling Malcolm how she had caught feelings for Adam of course he walked up behind them and heard all of it. It's like, Duh. you know, if you don't want your fake boyfriend to find out your real feelings for him, maybe don't have this conversation in a public place, in a public place that he frequents. There's a thought. And then also, or when Olive caught Adam being a creeper in the office that had the light was broken, and then they're having a conversation <laughs> And I feel like that was the point where like Adam was going to be like, I actually am the guy from the bathroom and I've had feelings for you and I've been watching you <laughs> from afar for three years and I love you. But of course, Jeremy walks in and so that conversation has to end. And it's like, again, have this conversation in private somewhere. A community break room in a lab is not a private, you know, come on, people don't have these conversations out in public. What's wrong with you? <laughs> that was my mean takeaway what about you all caps communicate people communicate <laughs> but miscommunication trope is everywhere but i mean if we're being realistic a lot of people in real life you know we always joke and we say why don't you just tell them because obviously we get the internal dialogue 
from yeah. both of these from both characters so we know what's going on it's different irl which these mm-hmm. characters are in their version of irl so yeah it's easier to just say oh just tell them it it can be hard it can be hard to be honest about your feelings with someone especially if you feel like there's a lot at stake but yeah. i'm here to tell you okay they don't return your feelings okay yeah that sucks but at least you know and you can now move on mm-hmm. like yeah. you can you can just focus on yourself and just focus on moving on and you don't have to just string yourself along about it anymore Hmm. i mean if they had both like once olive caught feelings like i mean adam should have been more open from the start but then even once olive caught feelings if either one of them had come clean at some point to the other like they could have been happier for longer. I mean, they could have just really dated and they would have just been so much happier. It was so, they were, I'm telling you, the maturity level of this book <laughs> was, it just wasn't there. Yeah. Um, these are supposed to be people in their thirties and they're acting like kids. Yeah. Do you have a spicy snippet that you'd like to share about this book? Um, I guess. Well, first of all, I think there should be sequels with uh, Malcolm and Holden and on as the main characters. I think it's interesting that, so the novellas, it was it was three friends. Mm-hmm. So each friend got their own book. Right. But in, for whatever reason, in the standalone novel, like, yes, it's a standalone novel, but still, mm-hmm. it's still technically a series. Like, normally, the side characters get their own books. But yeah. Gotcha. So she just um, decided to be different in that aspect, I guess. And I think I would have maybe enjoyed this book a little more if it was dual narrators, like a chapter from Olive and a chapter from Adam. So that's it. It's nothing like controversial, just my feelings. What about you? Do you have any spicy snippets that you would like to share? absolutely okay it's not what you think i also have worn expired contact lenses (laughs) Uh don't you dare judge me (laughs) she's right that shit's expensive yeah and sometimes you just you know you get busy and you don't have insurance it's expensive as shit shit happens as long as i'm not i am not telling anyone to do this but I'm saying for me, I kept them clean and there were just, there were some desperate times. <laughs> but I will also tell you, I had a customer once that came in and she was wearing an eye patch. Oh no. She wore expired contacts and she got an eye infection. So. Oh no. By no means am I endorsing this behavior. <laughs> also, this was younger me. So don't do anything that younger me did. Oh, there you go. All right. Okay. Speed round. Wait, do it again. <laughs> like a speed bag. <laughs> like a All right, All right karate kid. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. <laughs> Still the best reboot of an old show. Fight me. I don't it's care. It's pretty good. We're caught up. It's pretty Are good. you? You watch yeah. all of it? I think so. Yeah. So- Speed round. Speed round. Okay. Watch Cobra Kai. Watch Cobra Kai. (laughs) Who would you want to be besties with and why? Adam's friend Holden from like childhood. Oh yeah. He's pretty ends up with Malcolm. He just seems like a really nice guy. And he has Adam's best interests. And he just wants Adam to be happy. Yeah. And he just seems like a very loyal friend. If he was, you know, your buddy, he'd just be rooting for you. And like he knows Adam's not like the greatest and doesn't come off as the greatest, but he's still like rooting for him. He sees the good in in Adams. So I would want Holden to be my best friend. What about you? I like that. Um, I'm gonna go with Olive. Okay, oh, just yeah. because you know our disaster brains, we could just chill and just come up with like all the ways our lives could go wrong. It'd be super laid back. Would that be healthy? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't. No, we have similar senses of humor, though. I think we, I think we get along. I would probably tell her every once in a while to stop being dumb. But other than that, but I mean, we're all dumb at some point. So I'm not saying it's just going to be her. She's going to have to tell me to stop being dumb, too. So yeah, 
All right. Who do you want to throat punch and why? Uh, obviously Tom, because he's the literal worst. He's Fuck like a Tom. super scumbag. Fuck Tom. But don't. But Fuck don't. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck him up. Don't fuck him, but fuck him up. I hated oh, I Tom like so much. Ugh, what about you? Well, Tom okay. and Greg. Oh, that yeah. Other Greg, too. That was giving, like, acting like it was somehow Olive's fault that he got yeah. failed. Yeah, that was so stupid. Oh, how Fucking could you Greg. date someone like, oh, my whole life's ruined? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, you probably should have done a better job on your uh, homework then. I don't know what yeah, to tell you. Yeah, exactly. I don't, yeah. No, nope. what an asshole. Yeah, exactly. Who would you want on your side in a fight and why? I did pick on. I don't love her, but she is persistent and very yeah. pushy. So like, you she know, is. she's scrappy. So I would I would like her on my side in a fight. But what about you? I'm going to go with Adam because, you know, he's, okay. he's so, you know, he's quote so big. They talk <laughs> about it the entire book. <laughs> Yep, he is very chiseled. (laughs) Yep, yep, that's true. He would be good to have on your side. Who would you cast for these characters or assign characters zodiac signs based on vibe? And we're talking about Olive and Adam, obviously. So I cast Anna Kendrick as Olive. Oh, she's kind of like quirky. I just watched Noelle the other day, so she's like in my mind. Yeah, and I cast Alex Landy as adam do you watch Grey's anatomy yes okay do you know who nico is so this is adam good choice i mean look at he's huge he's no he fits the profile like he's and he's broody like he's very broody i just really like this actor he is very good looking he's a great Um, choice yeah so those are my um that's who i cast what about you um so i'm i don't know if you are aware of this uh have you watched the new star wars movies i don't watch star wars (laughs) okay so apparently supposedly allegedly this book is based off of a raylo fan fiction okay raylo uh oh god i don't even know the guy's name it's like something low i know the girl's name is ray Okay. main female lead and then it's uh daisy something plays the main girl and adam driver plays the guy but those characters in the star wars movie <clears throat> are what these characters are allegedly based off of i see but adam yeah. driver played the character yeah so, but looks wise it looks like looks like adam driver and daisy ridley okay okay yeah so yeah i didn't know that was a thing Mm. and i read it and i disagree anyways Ah. Ah. all of i cast olivia cook okay she is emma from the bates motel and more recently allison from house of the dragon the game of thrones spinoff yeah i haven't watched it yet okay okay for adam see like his name's even adam like adam adam driver (laughs) yeah again predictable just saying mikhail hoosman so he so you're not going to recognize the name but if you look him up you're gonna know he's been in so much stuff um he was in age of age of adeline oh he's good looking he's he's in a lot of period pieces and historical Mm -hmm. dramas oh he's in the haunting of hill Hill house yeah Yeah, he's stephen crane yeah. Oh, he was in. The- <gasps> he was Dozzy in the Guernsey Literary Institute Appeal Pie Society. That's what I was going to uh, say. I was like, I bet okay. Lisa knows this one. She'll know I it from love, that. That is one of my favorite audiobooks of all time. If, really? if you want a good audiobook, that is a fantastic audiobook. Did you read that book? I saw the movie. Oh, I, I don't think I realized it was a book. book. Oh my God. I love the book so I'll have to much. Check it out. I like that actor. I've seen him in some stuff. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. That's what we think. Let's see what other people think. We've got some good reads reviews here. We're going to go high to low. I'm going to start things off with Gracie, who gave it five stars. Someone tell me why Olive gets a man that says, you can take it at university, and all I get are deadlines and depression. 
<laughs> Gracie. Oh no. Julia gave it five stars. Sigh. When is it my turn to be happy? <laughs> oh my god, these people are doing dating way wrong. What's happening? Uh men. Um well, I guess they're getting worse. <laughs> Yeah. Well, apparently everyone's talking about, oh, men men aren't having sex. And it's like, yeah, it's the consequences of their own actions, isn't it? Yeah. They kept telling me, you're going to die alone with your cats. And women are like, bet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. I'll be much happier. I accept happier. the challenge. All right. Okay. Annie gave it four stars. All caps. If God hates Raylo stands, why do we keep winning? Oh, jeez. <laughs> So I guess it's that ship I told you about. I don't know. I guess so. Um, apparently, there is a lot of dislike towards Raylo stands. Um, oh, okay. In the community. I guess a lot of people don't like it. I'm not really sure why. I don't know. If anyone wants to fill us in, if you want to answer that for us and explain what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Do that. Someone shed some light on this for Let us. Let me know. Kayla gave it four stars. This whole book was just me smiling and nodding at the science talk, acting like I know what the fuck they're talking about. Was okay. there a science talk? I don't feel like there was a lot of science talk. I mean, I guess a little bit. They did talk about like yeah. things they were doing, this stuff, but I kind of glazed over that the same way I glazed over chapter 16. So, <laughs> Kanira gave it four stars. That's it. I'm sleeping on the highway tonight. Oh, jeez. Okay. Olivia gave it three stars. Cringe. That's fair. I'm okay. I can see yeah, that. That's about where I lie on this. Mariva gave it three stars. This book gave me diabetes and a permanent eye twitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, yeah, it yeah. did it it was a bit much the whole miscommunication thing. Mm-hmm. Kira gave it two stars. Now, again, we're referencing chapter 16 here. Quote, he could fit her entire breast in his mouth. All of it. End quote. I physically cannot stop laughing at this line. Bad soup. Really bad soup. I will never trust book talk again. Oh, no. Oh, so, no. Um, yeah. So I'm reading that. And immediately I'm like, A, wow her her toddies must be real small cool cool b is it like is this actually sexy to people like you want your entire tot in someone's mouth trying to think how i would feel if my whole breast was being suctioned in like a like if i fell down and landed one of my breasts in like a puddle you know like and it just kind of like bounced there like (laughs) I just doing some that's, light puddle play that's, here. That's what I imagine <laughs> my my breast in a mouth being like just sloshing around in a puddle. Like I, don't I know. mean, I just yeah, I think I'm with you on that one. But you know, to each their own. Yeah. But no, I agree. Own. Like I did, I did in fact also laugh at that line. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> okay. I'm impressed. Cat gave it two stars. Cute. It's been a year. And I'm ready to admit that I lied. It wasn't cute. It was traumatizing. Oh, jeez. Wait, how is <gasps> it traumatizing? I, I mean, I don't know. Huh, I wonder what they're talking about. All right. Honestly, Sophie gave it one star. Imagine having sex and apologizing for being wet. Also a reference <sighs> to chapter 16. Goddamn chapter 16. <laughs> Lily gave it one star. Straight to jail. okay all right lily and the last one here c gave it one star i don't think raylos deserve human rights sorry oh man i that remember i told you people yeah a lot of people don't uh they don't care for that people love or hate this raylo thing someone tell us someone tell us the tea big moment how many and what kind of phallic symbol would you rate this book so i'm gonna Give it a test tube rating. Okay. I'm going to do two and a half test tubes. Like one broke on the floor and shattered in the half. I don't know. Two and a half. I mean, I can't even give it a three. A three is what I give a book that I don't love, but I don't hate. 
Mm-hmm. But this one, like, I didn't like how everything was so predictable. It's like, I yeah. wish she would have tried to at least surprise me with something. So I'm yeah. going two and a half. What about you? I'm going to go with three test tubes. Okay. I thought I was all right. I liked it. Yeah. It was cute for what it was. Like, I thought three and a half maybe, but then I was like, hmm because mm. then i read the second book and i ended up liking that more so well then yeah that's um, fair <clears throat> i'm yeah so i'm gonna go with three test tubes this just you know again it was just a nice quick fluffy read it was there wasn't anything really intense about it it was very basic it was very predictable it's time for the bi-weekly boner this week's boner is inspired by the source material and it is also Lisa's phallic symbol. Test tube. Okay. All right. Put it in a sentence. I'm going to pour chemicals into my test tube. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's getting violent over here. <laughs> well, so you put them in to test the chemicals in the tube to see what they do. I mean... There's foam spilling out of my test tube. I misunderstood the assignment. (laughs) Well, if we go by what you you're talking about, a half test tube. No, broke my test tube. Broke it. That's pretty. Yeah. Well, I guess for the second book, since it's, I think it's uh, NASA related, you could say telescope. Oh yeah, or rocket. Launch your rocket. Wheel your rocket into the like staging bay. You know. Oh my god. <laughs> That's the art and arrow for this week. But eventually I'd like to hear some elusive eel descriptions from all of you listeners. No pictures, please. Just written descriptions. No pictures. <laughs> just descriptions. You can email the goods to turgetomespodcast at gmail.com, put bi-weekly boner in the subject line, and don't forget you must include the name of the book or article and author. The theme for January is it's my birthday and I'll read what I want to. Whoop, whoop. Hashtag spoiled. I love it. Right. <clears throat> Lisa, you did it. We did it. We did it. So I'm... but you also I want to acknowledge this is your second full year of podcasting, right? It is. In March, it will be a full second season. That'll be the end of the second season in March. Will there be a third season? It depends on if my friends are still willing to tolerate me. (laughs) That's so cool. I am so proud of you, honestly. I think it's just incredible that you've created this and that you're still just going with it. I don't know how I'm still doing this. This is the last episode (gasps) of the year. We got to talk about about Heather's goal real quick. Let me check real quick. (gasps) She's at 50. She's at 50. She's at 50. She got Yay! her goal. Oh, that's exciting. I should throw okay. her a party. Let's throw her a party. Okay, so if you're listening, Heather is a frequent flyer, a frequent mm-hmm. guest of the podcast, and she is a bookstagrammer and book reviewer. She's awesome. And her goal for the year was to have at least 50 followers. And she's at it right now, but people like to unfollow nowadays and be jerks. So, yeah. If you're listening, please go give Heather a follow. Her handle is musing underscore Metzger. And I'll include that in the show notes. And I'll also include it on the Instagram post for this episode. There you go. So go follow her. Musing Musing underscore Metzger. Metzger. Yes. We love you, Heather. Love Heather. She posts. (laughs) Uh, pictures of all the books that she's read and she makes these nice little like collages and she does themes and I'll see something like oh I need to read that how was it and she always has really good reviews of books and stuff so she did she did the um the bookstagram graphic for Peter Darling did she yeah I just used the graphic she made instead of taking a picture of the book myself it was really cool she's very good at those yes Thank you for coming back. You're welcome. I don't think, I don't think you'll be back until season three. We're definitely going to do a court of wings and ruin next season. Yes. Yeah. We'll have tons of other fun stuff. Oh, for sure. Join me back here in two weeks for our next read, Love and Other Disasters by Anita Kelly. And And remember. remember.
to fix, fix each, each other's, other's crowns, and don't, don't let, let the, the dicks, dicks get, get you down. down. Toodles! And remember to fix each other's crowns and don't let the dicks get you down. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts or liking, subscribing, and following on whatever platform you're listening on. Not enough action for you? You can follow Turgid Tomes Podcast on Instagram, like the Facebook page, or join the Goodreads group where you can chat with other listeners, lurk tawdry reviews, and get a heads up on what we're reading and drinking. If you have any suggestions or feedback, you can send it to turgidtomes at gmail.com. And last but not least, remember to fix each other's crowns and don't let the dicks get you down.